0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, uh, April seventh. I hope that uh, hey, we're halfway through the week. Hope you're doing well. I uh, want to thank you for joining us today. As we get ready to uh, to talk again with Dave, hey, this is the beginning of the month uh, and the beginning of a quarter. So we're still really slow on economic numbers and earnings reports coming in. Uh, they'll pick up more towards the end of this week, first and next week. Um, so not, uh, not a lot of stuff coming out, but we do see the markets uh, moving uh, downward right now, kind of continuing the way they were yesterday before we closed out the day. Um, so we'll talk about that and more when Dave joins me in just a minute. But before we do that, let me just remind you that there's only one thing that any of us can control within our portfolio, and that's how much risk you have. And from what I've seen when I sit down with folks is that most people have uh, don't don't have any idea of how much risk they really have in their portfolio and they don't understand the risk that they do have. So look, it's 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 a big deal especially the closer you get to retirement or if you've already retired. Give us a call, let us help walk you through that process to make sure that you don't have more risk in your portfolio than what you can handle. Give mm-hmm. us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, looking forward again to my conversation with Dave and he'll be joining us right next.
1: ...fm. important day Dave is here. We're at 839 now. It's a 21 before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street this morning. Honest to God, I hate to give you a, a teaser on this, but the answer as to what's going on is not very doggone much right now. We're kind of in the doldrums right after the original first-of-the-month government reports come out, and we aren't quite up to the beginning of the next earnings season yet. But there is some news and some movement. and Let's check and see what's going on. Downtown we go to the offices of Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler standing by. Good morning, Philip. How are you?
0: Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today and uh, halfway through the week. And, uh, you know, hopefully between now and Friday, we'll get some earnings reports coming out because it's been uh, a little slow on that front.
1: It really has. And, well, we're just getting to the point of starting the uh, first quarter reports and Ever since the day where they used to everybody held off until Alcoa reported, and then we had a flood, earnings season really doesn't have a a date certain starting date anymore. And that's a little disturbing to creatures of habit like me.
0: Yeah, it is because then you would know when the first one started, and the rest of them would start rolling, and you'd be good. But now it's uh, it, it can be a free fall, right? We can have nothing, and then all of a sudden we can have a couple hundred hit at the same time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's been that way for the last few earnings. Season. Ever since they killed Alcoa, off the Dow 30, it's just completely messed with the pattern in Wall Street. But the biggest news that we've got today, and it's not a big one because the market moves have been pretty minuscule for the last 24 hours or so, is the oil industry put out their precursor to the official inventory report from the government today. And uh, gosh darn, what a surprise. Shut down a couple of pipelines and oil inventories are off.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so we're going to continue to see that. I mean, there's not as much flowing in. And so that's going to affect the reserves that we have back in place and what the inventory looks like. And then the other part of that, too, Dave, is that we had uh, Texas really closed down for uh, what a month, probably, with that cold, cold weather. And I'm not sure exactly how fast and how furious they can get back up and running into production and, and start building that inventory back up again.
1: Yeah, you and I were kicking that around before we went on the air. I don't know how fast it takes to be able to get an oil well going again after everything freezes over like that. It's very possible that the Texas oil patch isn't back up to full production yet, so their pipelines might not be full quite yet. Don't have that answer. But, you know, close down a couple of pipelines, I'm going to assume the Bakken Plateau up in the Dakotas probably is going to be less of a major production run uh, than it was when they were building and uh, assumed the Dakota pipeline was going to happen. Texas is kind of where we're watching for oil supplies right now, and we don't know whether they're at full production yet or not.
0: Yeah, we don't. And um, I guess maybe the inventory number this afternoon will give us maybe some indication of what that looks like, because if we're if inventories are down, then I would assume that, that uh, production is not in full swing yet uh, for the oil patch out there.
1: That's true. And on top of that, we are getting more active as more states open up, more people driving their cars, and we're starting to hit vacation season. And according to a public poll I saw this morning that came out, we're down to an all-time low in terms of the number of people that are concerned about the coronavirus, which means more people are going to say, oh, to heck with it, and hit the road and start burning gas this summer. Might be an interesting summer for oil prices in general.
0: Well, that's true, and, and more and more people are getting vaccinated. Let me just say, I got my appointment today for Saturday, so I'm excited about that. And so, right. uh, so, uh, but, you know, the other part of that is, I mean, Joyce and I just went to Tennessee to visit the, the family up in there, and, and uh, man, the Nashville airport was just jam-packed with people. So people are traveling.
1: I hear that our airports are, you know, yeah. Not quite pre pandemic level, but definitely busy as people say, okay, fine, I'll wear the dang mask. Let me get on a plane, right?
0: That's right. And so, you know, people are, are you know, we're over a year now of, of being good and, and staying home. And now we're seeing people say, you know what, I've got my vaccine. Uh, I'm going. It, it, you know, I'm likelihood of getting it is, it is very small. So I, I'm going to start traveling and doing the things I want to do.
1: Understood. Our our nation is not blessed with a long attention span, and consequently, even though there is the danger of more spread, a lot more people are not taking the precautions and are doing a lot more of the traveling, even without precautions, which can be scary. Yesterday was kind of a, a nothing day on Wall Street. Dow was off by 96 points, but 97 points. But you know, in the context of thirty-three thousand four hundred, that really isn't all that big a move. And uh, the moves were fractional on both the Standard and Poor's and the Nasdaq. We're kind of into that directionless time of the month right now until we start getting some earnings, aren't we?
0: Yeah, we we really are. You know, it's there's not uh, you, you know the traders are hanging on every economic word that comes out, every analyst word that comes out to try to determine how to make some money on Wall Street, to, uh, just trading stocks. Um, You know, the other thing I find interesting, Dave, is as we sit here and look at what happened yesterday, you're right. It wasn't a big deal across the board. But what pops up on my um, screen when I'm I'm showing everybody that is that the one year returns. So remember where we were a year ago, right? April, we had just had the massive correction or actually Mm -hmm. slight bear market. And so now I'm looking and these numbers will just are flabbergasting, right? So we've got the, the, the S&P 500 is up 53% from where it was a year ago. Um, the, the Dow Jones is up 47% from a year ago, and the NASDAQ is up 73% from where it was a year ago.
1: Holy crud. Boy, if you had money to spend right at the end of March, beginning of April of last year, there would have been some really smart places to put your money, wasn't there?
0: There really were. You know, if you had the – you know if you had the the guts right because you 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 know you'd have to go against what everybody else was doing selling you'd have to be buying but you'd have bought carnival cruise line for a a couple bucks you know you could have bought a lot of things in the travel industry and uh and, and those companies have come back and and you would have made a killing
1: and i suspect a few people did in the process you mentioned carnival for a couple of bucks they're at $29.31 pre-market today, and off of the uh, information that they're getting, a lot of the cruise lines are now starting to uh, book and schedule cruises with uh, you know, vaccine certifications for everybody that gets on the boat and whatnot. And the travel industry right now is leading my big winners list this morning early on.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. But, I mean, we just come off of Easter um, holiday, and we saw travel pick up. So I anticipate that we'll see more and more good things happening as we continue to see people get vaccinated. And that's going to give them that feeling of, I can go do things now without having to worry about COVID-19. I will tell you, Dave, the problem is if you're traveling is is, not the hotels, hotels are open and they're running. It's, it's restaurants, right? I mean, a lot of restaurants are still at, at certain capacities within the airports I'll tell you both, especially like Orlando, trying to Mm -hmm. find a sit-down restaurant to to actually sit down in, not a food court, was was next to impossible.
1: I got to assume they're still doing like every other table and stuff, right?
0: Well, I think it's not just that. It's staffing. Everybody's having, just like here, the local restaurants having a hard time finding staff. Mm -hmm. I think that's the same thing in the big cities, You you know, the restaurants are having a hard time staffing waiters and cooks and that type of stuff. And so they, they just can't be open.
1: Lordy, yeah, and everybody that follows Facebook has heard the discussions on Facebook locally about so many of our restaurants. Uh, some of my friends have had to shut down for a couple of days while they put a couple of new waitresses on and train staff. I've got uh, one of my favorite pizza places is saying we desperately need waitresses. If it's happening in a small town like this, bring it up to an area where you've got a few million people and a lot more seats in restaurants. They've got that problem in spades, don't they?
0: They really do. I mean, you know, you, you, waiting times are, are astronomical to get into a restaurant um, because of the whole, you know, employment situation.
1: And I'm not sure the $15 minimum wage will help that much because uh, servers at restaurants are paid with a combination of tips and elsewhere. So it's going to take as much as anything, uh, the, the volume of, of jobs being available to bid up the prices on just about every line of work.
0: Well, it is. And the and the issue that we have and uh, we'll probably rub people the wrong way, but it is that our unemployment, at least at least locally, is so much higher than a lot of people would make, especially in those industries, that um, they're paid more to stay home than to go to work.
1: And that was a problem. I, I was telling the story to a friend. That was the problem we had after Charlie, too, when FEMA came in and uh, brought truckloads of money and basically spread it on the street for us. A lot of people that ended up having an apartment whacked and got like a $15,000 check out of FEMA, some of the folks that are used to living economically, I'm not going to uh, make any fun or be disparaging at all, but if they're used to living economically, a few of them said, well, that's like a six-month vacation, and they used that money to get back on their feet but also live on it for an extended period of time. Uh, There's, as I've always said, every economic decision that's made, uh, you know, whether it's tax policy, earnings policy or whatever, there are winners and losers in every economic decision that's made on the government level.
0: No, no doubt. No doubt. And we have definitely witnessed that the last 12 months here in the United States. So, you know, we continue to look at that. You know, we we just need uh, the, the workforce improvement, you know, more people in the workforce willing to work Um, to help a lot of different industries that are out there
1: right now. Understood. About the only other news tidbit that I've got down the line is more than anything, just a lighter side thing. Jeff Bezos, the guy that uh, runs Amazon, came out publicly, and he's in favor of President Biden's proposed corporate income tax rate increase and. My gut reaction to that was, geez, Jeff, you must be planning on buying another newspaper or something you can lose money with, because that's about the only CEO that's come out four square in favor of an income tax increase on the corporate rate.
0: Well, you, you know, uh, folks like that, they, uh, you know, they think it's their their charitable obligation. And I just say, just give it to them then, you know, don't don't make everybody do it. If that's not what everybody believes, if that's what you believe, then, Go ahead and ante up. Nothing stops you from making a contribution to the United States government.
1: I've always said that, doggone it all, the guy that's got a billion dollars coming in talking about what he should do to my tax rate. I kind of worry about him to begin with. Uh, Resetting the table for the morning. It was an off day yesterday on Wall Street, but not much of an off day. Basically, everything had a little tinge of pink to it. Forty-five minutes before we open this morning, are we pink, red, or somewhere in between this morning, Philip?
0: You know, I would call it a tinge of pink. We are down across the board. Uh, we got the Dow down uh, uh, 0.15. I mean, that's not much at all. The uh, S&P 500 is in the same ballpark. And then the the Nasdaq's down uh, two-tenths of a percent right now. So nothing major. I mean, small cap, the Russell 2000 is the biggest loser right now. It's down uh, four-tenths of a percent. Uh, but outside of that, everything else is, you know, I call that a slight tinge of, uh, of red. On the commodity side, though, it's a little bit of a, I won't say a mixed bag, but gold and silver are both heading down. Uh, silver's down seven-tenths of a percent. Gold's down about a third of a percent. And then crude oil is basically where it was yesterday, but that's up uh, six-tenths of a percent from where it closed yesterday. So it's at $56, I'm sorry, $59.56 a barrel
1: if we could stand that uh, trading range just under 60, I could live with it anyway, couldn't you?
0: Absolutely. You know, just uh, because that would keep, uh, should keep gas prices below $3 a gallon.
1: Which would be a mixed blessing, but at least a blessing. Uh, No trend anywhere around the world, either Asian rim market, was off, but off by about the same percentage as we were at the close this morning. Europe's a mixed bag. Everybody's just a little either side of the zero mark, with no trend evident in Europe either halfway through their trading day today. Philip, it's guidance that's needed in order to figure it out. I was saying earlier, every change in policy, every change in investment strategy, there are winners and losers, and some help finding out which categories are the best way to make sure that your retirement fund survives takes some neutral eyes. How do I find you to get that look?
0: Folks can give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their financial x-ray. That's where we really look to see how much risk you have in your portfolio. And too often, uh, we see people having too much risk. We also see people that don't have enough risk. Both things can be problematic to your retirement. Give us a call again, 863-382-0037. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. Uh, there's an events tab there. We do have an event coming up next Tuesday night, uh, If you're interested in finding out more about retirement, volatility and taxes, great opportunity for you there. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730.
1: All righty. Ed, back again here tomorrow morning. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right.
0: All right, man. You have a great day.
1: Take care, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler from the
0: pitch. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I appreciate it. I hope that uh, I know there's not a lot of stuff going on. Dave and I did the best we could with what we had today. So, But I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, remember, we do have a workshop coming up Tuesday, April 13th. Uh, You can go to our website, statlerfinancial.com, under the events tab. Uh, There's a link where you can register right there. Um, You know, if you're five years out from retirement or you are already retired, great opportunity to get some good educational material to kind of find out where you are and maybe some things you could be looking to do to help yourself in retirement. Again, statlerfinancial.com under the events tab. We look forward to seeing you guys there. Take care. And I will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye now.